Hi there, this is Tell Me About Your Elf. It's a show where I interview people and the characters they play in Dungeons & Dragons and other similar role-playing games. I'm your host, host Cole Laster, and today's guest is my sister, Katie. Uh, so, Katie, tell me about your elf. Uh, well, she's not really an elf. She's a tiefling, actually. Okay. A druid tiefling. Mm-hmm. Her name is Wisteria Della Marais. Wisteria Della Marais? Uh, Wisteria Della Marais. Okay. Uh, her last name is French for of the swamp because that is where they live. Okay. They being her family? Her family, yes. The rest of the Della Marais. Okay. Um, they come from, like, not really Louisiana, but as close to Louisiana. Kind of a fantasy swamp kind of plantation style. Yes, and um, they're very southern too. Like, they've got the accent, you know, New Orleans kind of style with it still being a fantasy world. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, she's 18. Okay, like 18 in tiefling. That would be kind of like 18 in human. And she has wings, which is pretty cool. That's, I don't think I know an 18-year-old with wings, so that's a little different. Yeah. So, with the wings, uh, so her flight speed would be probably about 30, um, and she's a druid. So, what kind of role does she play in combat? She's figuring that out herself. <laughs> um, her family... Are tieflings like all of them are tieflings? So they are usually the rogues or warlocks, you know, mm -hmm. darker sort. And so she didn't grow up knowing how to be a druid. So when she realized she was having uh, druidic tendencies, she got a little confused. Mm -hmm. So she can do magic, and she's been branching out. Doing a lot more. Get it? Branching? Oh. She's a druid. Ha ha. Um, so she's been trying a lot more spells. Uh, she's got one of them, like, down pat. Uh, but, you know, she still goes towards uh, swords, daggers, mm -hmm. physical weapons before she even remembers that she does have magic and can use her druidic magic. Now, you say she's got one spell down pat. What spell is that? Um, Thunder Wave. Oh, yes. Okay, Thunder Wave. Very good area of effect spell. Yes. She's learned how to really hit that mark. You know, mm -hmm. she makes sure everyone's behind her or outside of the 15-foot cube because she's accidentally got a couple of uh, teammates with that spell. <laughs> it happens. Um, and then... She actually, the other, the last time, she managed to kill seven ghouls at once. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a lot. With the Thunder Wave, so... Mm -hmm. So it's like an upcast or something like that? Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive for one, uh, one character to do. What, what level is she? She is five. She's level five. So, um, she's... Still kind of sticking towards the lower levels just because she hasn't really... Uh, the lower level spells, I mean, because mm -hmm. 
you know, again, sometimes she forgets that she can do this. Yeah. So, um, but she has the ability to cast them at a higher level, and that's how she killed seven ghouls at once. She cast that spell at a higher level, and it just wiped them all clean. Yeah, that that was a pretty impressive moment. Katie is another one of the players that is uh, in the session that I DM, and uh, that, yeah, that was pretty impressive, actually. Uh, not all of them killed over immediately, but it was one crit... Uh, one crit failed to check, and then if they didn't immediately die, they were immediate. They were pretty handily taken care of in the next turn or so. So it was a very impressive move. Um, what is her background? This is like what she did before she started adventuring. Um. Well, she, again, she was with her family in mm-hmm. fantasy New Orleans, uh, Louisiana. Um, she mostly stayed at. Their plantation. Uh, mm. Her so, family's. So they're wealthy. They're wealthy. They're uh, the be all mm-hmm. where they live. You know, everyone knows the name Della Marais. You cannot get past anybody who doesn't know Della Marais. Mm-hmm. And so, um, for the most part, she stayed at home learning, t- tutoring, you know, because um, she's the heir of the family. Okay. So, because her parents, her father's the head, because um, Della Marais, the father's name. Um, so, he's the head of this whole society, I guess. Um, so, like, he's very wealthy and very influential. So, she's been uh, learning how to take over from him once she is old enough. Mm-hmm. And... So that's mostly what she's been doing. It's just she's been well. She lives in a mansion, so she hasn't wanted for much. She has everything she will ever need or want in her entire life. Okay, so uh, if she had it good, what started her adventuring? Well, she uh, turned 18. Mm-hmm. Now, um, it's been planned for probably weeks, even months, for her 18th birthday to come into inheritance and fully become an adult tiefling mm-hmm. um, and even decide what she is going to do in her life, either a rogue or a warlock or what have you. Or just the sum of her training. Or, you know, yes. So just decide, you know, it's big to do. Mm-hmm. And so on the morning of her 18th birthday, she realized she was having druidic tendencies. Maybe the the heart wanted what the heart desired, something like yeah. that. So, like, the plants in her room were outside of her window, you know, were just growing uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. So, she realized, you know, maybe that's not what her parents might have wanted mm-hmm. from her, because she is the heir, so she's expected to act a certain way and be a certain person. Yeah. So... She ran, afraid of her family's reactions. Okay, so she kind of got away before, kind of a, um, you can't fire me, I quit type situation? Yes, Yes. she um, was very afraid of them being disappointed in her, Mm -hmm. because again, they are very influential and powerful, so she's seen over the years 
how her parents handle disappointments. Yeah. So, and she didn't want to be a disappointment. Of She's, course. Uh, gone her entire life doing the very best she can to impress her parents. Mm-hmm. And she felt that her being a druid would be the exact opposite. Okay. Uh, let's see. So now that they're out and about, how do they like it? <laughs> Is she taken to the rougher side of life? Um, she's getting used to it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say she likes it. Um, she, again, she was very used to having everything she could ever need or want. So she's not used to going days without bathing. <laughs> so the moment she gets into town, that's the first thing she heads towards is an inn where there's a bath tub. Because she needs to... She grew up having, like, hygiene. Personal yeah. hygiene is very important. Um, she's also not used to not having full course meals three times a day mm-hmm. where she could even just snap her fingers and there's a plate of snacks and drinks for her. Yeah. You know, so she's having to cope with carrying food, um, planning for when she might be hungry and how much she would eat. Yeah. So it's it's kind of, it's rough. It's hard on her. She had to sleep on the ground and she... Oh no. No, that's awful, you know? <laughs> a sleeping bag. We all can... We all know that sleeping bags are rough on the ground. And, I mean, if you get a nice one, but... I mean, uh, so she's not happy with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they're uh, at the academy? Uh, they're kind of in a guild in town, so they kind of have a y- yes. dedicated sleeping arrangement. Um, so at now least. she has a room of her own, so she has a bed, she has a bathtub, it... Well, she has food. Well, I still haven't figured out the bathing situation yet, but it's implied that y'all at least bathe. Yeah, she, she can bathe. Yeah. Um, she y'all have access to cleaning facilities. Yes, um, you know, because don't even get her started about having to go behind a tree. Like <laughs> she, so she's better now that she's mm-hmm. in the guild. But before that, it was really rough on her. She wasn't used. To, she, she never even went camping because they're camping. Is a summer house like? Yeah, it's probably a, pretty actual, nice then. An actual mansion that just pops up, like. Yeah. Um, so you said she's a druid. Do you know what? Uh, what is her druid circle? Yeah, I was about to say. Um, I fairly certain it's circle of the shepherd. Okay, so it's safe to say that she likes animals. Yes, yeah, she loves animals. Um. Because, like, in the swamp, even though, you know, if they have walls surrounding, there's still going to be animals. Um, mm. And they also had stables for horses and whatnot. And she just, whenever she wasn't in her lessons, she was out there with them. Because she just felt that connection. Okay. So, does your character have any pets? Yes. She has a wolf named Belladonna. And she's the most precious puppy ever. Even though she is a full-grown adult wolf. Yeah. Um, she helps uh, Wisteria fight. So she's done some killing blows of her own, you know. She's pretty good. I mean, 
She might only have one move at tackle and bite, but she can just... She can do that pretty well. She can do She's it She's proven well. to be very handy in combat. Yes. Um, and we use her, and since like I can communicate with her because of my powers, um, or Wisteria's powers, uh, we can use her nose or her sight in case to go scout ahead of us, mm-hmm. um, which proved help, uh, helpful when we came across some poisonous... Uh, Ah, that's right. Moss, I guess it's, we didn't. We didn't it's like look mushrooms, moss. We didn't look too closely, and um, the others, the other members, were daring each other to go out into it because that was the only way we can go was straight across. And they're like, "You can do it. You do it. You do it." And it's not poisonous. And Wasiri just looked at Bella, and Bella kind of like, "No." Don't do it. <laughs> um, so that proven very helpful. Now, do you use a character voice, or have you thought of what Wisteria might sound like? Um, I don't use a character voice. I have thought about it because, mm-hmm. um, like I said before, she's from or the fantasy version of New Orleans, Louisiana. So. It's a very deep south. Mm-hmm. So naturally, I would picture her having that deep southern accent. But mm-hmm. I myself have a deep southern accent. Mm-hmm. Um, it is different from Louisiana southern. Because um, two different, two totally different southerns. Um, Just from what it sounds like, I kind of picture like a debutante style like... Well, I don't know about no baby. You know, just very Gone with the Wind style. Yes, and that's what I would picture as well. Mm -hmm. But with me having my own distinct southern accent that is different from Louisiana southern, or the debutante southern, Mm -hmm. that I find it difficult trying to make myself more southern, Mm -hmm. if that's even possible. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, cause like, it's kind of easy doing a little British accent, cause it's different than your own accent. Yeah, but okay, when, yeah. It's easy to do something different than it is to do something similar. But have different enough. Like, mm-hmm. Louisiana Southern and Georgian Southern are different types of Southern, but it's still Southern. Yeah. So, I find it difficult to make myself try to sound more southern Mm -hmm. than I actually am. Yeah. I start throwing around too many y'alls than is necessary. Well, I mean, y'all's a pretty, uh, Uh, it's a pretty useful word. Yeah. Um, which I mean, I already do throw around a lot of y'alls. So, with me already being southern, I... I've it's just tough to mesh into it, one it, way than it's, another. It's tough to do it. To okay. find the distinct versions and to just flow in, in and out of it mm. when while we need it for the campaign. You know what I do? What? I practice. Yeah. I'll sit there and like, Hi, I'm character voice. Or mm. I'll like, Hello, I am character voice. Yeah. Or character name. And I'll sit there and like, No, that, that doesn't really fit you like one character that I haven't played yet, but 
I am eager to um, Arlo. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of somewhere up here. Uh, like, hi, I'm Arlo. Like, purposely, like, go above. And that was kind of, I had to figure out where I wanted him. Because Arlo did not start like that at all. Because I kind of wanted him to be kind of an eccentric, like, educated type sounding fella. But then I realized, like, man, that would really suck to maintain. Yeah. So I kind and I also wanted them to be funnier and more rambly sounding. And there was kind of bringing it up here and really just weighing in on the crutch. That is what can be an accent, you know, just do that. Mm -hmm. I I feel like that would make it more uh, easy to role play as them. I've been picturing a lot of uh, Princess and the Frog, actually, because they're based down there. And so most of the entire cast has that southern only a few select characters don't mm-hmm. um so i've been picturing them like playing the songs in my head to see if i can like blend in and out but you know when i just to try to call it upon just like right then and there still having those difficulties well sometimes finding a few phrases or words um that you can do in the accent or the intonation that you want to do mm-hmm. can help you put yourself into that, which you, an example of this was in our campaign. There was one character who I kept slipping out of his accent, so I would have to, Brooklyn, 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 ah, Brooklyn. Yeah. And, and we just made it a joke that he canonically, he canonically would turn it around to the corner and go, Brooklyn, 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 bada bing, what's up? You know, like, stuff like yeah. that. So, uh, doing character voice is kind of hard, but I, I like to try to ask everybody to see if they already do, or if they have thought of it, or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, Wisteria Delamarais, you've already said that Delamarais is French for Of the Swamp. How did you decide her name? That's a very good question. Um, see, I decided she was a tiefling, of course, and uh, that... Really, this all started when my brother asked me if I wanted to make a Dungeon Dragon character. Again, I actually thought this was only just making the character, not even doing actual Dungeons and Dragon. As yeah, you... I kind of tricked you, didn't I? Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> so, I put in my mind to do a kind of series black from Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. where my character would be the black sheep of the family, um, like Sirius Black was, so her parents and the rest of her family would be I thought he was the black dog of the family. Oh, uh-huh. He's full of jokes, people. Um, so, she, you know, her parents would be evil, I guess, uh, or dark, and she would decide that that's just not for her. And so either they would kick her out because they're, she's not conforming to their beliefs or she would run away. And so naturally I would need it to be... And with her being a druid, I wanted something druidic. So mm-hmm. like a flower or a plant. But then I was wondering, if they're tieflings and they're dark, why would they name her after a plant? Yeah. So, I decided to look at poisonous ones, which is where wisteria comes into play. Okay. Um, it's a poisonous flower, 
And then Della Murray was a bit uh, difficult. We had, I think I remember us having a hard time picking a last name. Yeah. And... Um, I don't even remember how I decided that they were going to be living in uh, the fantasy version of New Orleans. I think we had just discussed it back and forth and eventually like one of us was just like, what if they're like southern old money like, yes. why I do declare, you know, that kind of... Yes. And with the French influences in Louisiana, I was just, I think I literally was like, all right, what is literally of the swamp? In... Which is Della Marais. Yeah. So that is how her last name came to be. So it sounded like you kind of planned in making a near Disney princess character. Yeah. So has anything changed with her as you've played her? Yeah, a lot. Like um, things you, like you, how you thought it was going to go versus you've uh, tested something out <laughs> and then, oh, well, I'd rather do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I pictured her being um, more, I guess, good, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, That's a good start. Cole kept on saying, you know, she's uh, proficient in this, proficient in this. I was like, but that's not how I picture her. I picture her being this good Samaritan. Yeah, um, the, that's, that's great for playing to a character. Um, and, well, I, I realized that myself is more Slytherin than I thought, and that's kind of bled into her. She's uh, showing some tendencies for her family's ways, mm -hmm. but not as bad. You know, she still, she does the right thing. She does the good thing. She helps people out, mm -hmm. but she's not adverse to using any means necessary to get her way and to complete the job. Do you have an example? There's one I have in mind <laughs> that if, you know... Um... I think it was actually the first time when I realized, I was like, oh, maybe Wisteria isn't necessarily the neutral good that we thought she is. <laughs> um, what are you thinking of? I'm thinking of the concrete shoes. Look. He keeps on giving me crap about my decision for that, okay? they <laughs> Only because it's funny. They were sneaking into some cave and had to defeat some evil dude. And there were a bunch of uh, goblins that kept on interrupting them. So naturally they'd fight them and kill them and as sneakily as possible. And they've done a very good job yeah, at sneaking did, into this place. Y'all did very well. However, we were in a room filled with dead bodies of goblins. If we leaved and continued to sneak in, eventually some guy's gonna find that room and realize that there's an intruder that's killing off all the goblins. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. So we had to get rid of the bodies, and so? there were pools of water, so Wisteria suggested using some rocks, uh, put them in the clothes or tie them to the bodies and dump them in the pools, because, you know, you can dump them in the pools, but bodies float in water. Yep. So, like, floating dead bodies would even, would be suspicious. 
especially when they had like stab, stab wounds. wounds. Yeah. Um, so naturally, they had to put something heavy, such as the rocks that were in the cave, to weigh them down. And I've been getting crap about it <laughs> because it's not a good thing. It. I mean. It's definitely a neutral thing. It, it had to be done. It had to be done, and that's what matters. Um, what does she look like? She's uh, she's very pretty. Um, naturally. Naturally, she's very pretty. She's uh, pretty tall. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly remember the right measurements, but 5'8", around there. Um taller than me of course uh she's got long blood red hair wow dark blood red that's dramatic yes and pretty long uh she she wears it in multiple styles at the moment it's pulled back because she is hiding so she's constantly wearing a hood Mm -hmm. so you can't really see it um but you know it's not always straight. Sometimes it's curly, but you know she plays with it. Uh, she's got purple eyes, mm-hmm. like a deep purple or bright purple. Deep. Okay. Deep purple and a light pinkish, pale skin mm-hmm. color. Um. And again, she's got the wings, got uh, a tiefling tail. Mm-hmm. And Does she have the cloven hooves? No. Yeah, because that's sometimes no. tieflings have the hooves too. No. Um, how do how are, how are her horns? Because people play around with the idea of the um, horns. Her horns are kind of backwards. Like they are a ram's horns, so like they point backwards and kind of curl. Mm-hmm. That and seems to be a pretty popular one. Yeah, I I like that one better than. It's easier to wear hats. Yeah, it's easier to wear a hat. Um, so. She's got those. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it seems that she comes from nice, nicer background, so I assume that she has some nice clothing. Yes. Um, she's got some really nice clothing, so she's... Again, this is the... She's from the South, mm-hmm. and this is back then Southern, so she's had the nice Southern uh, bell dresses, um, which... Naturally, she can't wear on the road, so she's had to trade those in for... Kind of pseudo-Victorian. Yes. Um, or antebellum style. Yes. So, that's what they uh, wear, but with her being on the road, she's had to trade those out for more uh, suitable... Practical clothing. <laughs> practical clothing. Naturally, they're still of fine quality, because mm-hmm. she, she won't wear anything less... You've shown me some designs for leather armor that you picture her in yes. that seem to be very roguish. Have you entertained a thought of her multi-classing, or is she going to stay druid? I have entertained the thought of her multi-classing because she, I've noticed that she's been playing more as a rogue mm-hmm. uh, that just has druidic magic. Um, so I just... I've been entertaining it. Right now, I've just been explaining that it's pretty hard to let go of her teachings, her yeah. past. You know, she's get, trying to 
remind herself that she's a druid now. You know, she should do druid things. Or maybe just uh, kind of give in to using her abilities. Yes. So um, she's she's trying to adjust. Um, so yes, I've thought about multi-classing her as a rogue since I've been playing her as one, but I haven't really decided. Yeah. Yet. Okay. Uh, how do they react to the party? Like, how do, how does she interact with um, your party mates? She feels she's much more mature than them. Mm-hmm. Um, she's. Is I she think, the youngest of the party? I think she's the youngest of the party. I really don't know their age, the others' ages, but I'm fairly certain she's the youngest of the party. Other than Bella. Other other than Bella, of course, uh, the wolf. Um, her nickname is Bella. Her her name was Belladonna again after a poisonous plant. Mm-hmm. Um, so she kept that rhyme scheme. Um, but she uh, she may be the youngest, but she certainly doesn't act like one. She's very mature and serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's not a jokester. No. She doesn't see herself as one. She's been opening up mm-hmm. to the others because, again, they've been traveling for a while and they've been stuck in this group for a while. So I guess they're kind of rubbing off on her and she's starting to open up. But back in her home, you just didn't make jokes. Mm-hmm. They were more serious bunch, more mature. and She was uh, raised to be the heir of the family so naturally she had to act a certain way and so she still acts that way she's uh serious where the others are joking around she she really doesn't understand why she um looks down upon them Mm -hmm. for their joking because sometimes they just do at the wrong times (laughs) uh the wrong moments um their joking has gotten us uh, caught a couple of times because they just laugh too much basically mm-hmm. um, so she really doesn't see the point of it but she is opening up to them mm-hmm. so she's starting to uh, branch out kind of make some jokes of her own okay yeah kind of blending in then I'm trying to um, what's her guilty pleasure Ooh. <laughs> Well, I know what I want her guilty pleasure to be. Uh, dragons. That's what it is. She wants a dragon. Oh, she wants to own a dragon. She wants to own a dragon. She wants a pet dragon. She understands that they're mature. You know, that they're actually sentient. They they have their own minds and all that. Mm-hmm. She still wants to own a dragon, you know. She now, is this a Wisteria decision, or is this a Katie decision? <laughs> Both. Well, d- I mean, d- at d- the d- very d- beginning, at the very beginning, I told my brother that I wanted a dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've made it a Wisteria's de- decision. Um, I've been hesitant to just immediately <laughs> grant this, because there's so much game-breaking stuff that could happen with um, that. I've been trying to think of ways to somewhat incorporate she- it. Just seeing how good Bella is in combat, and she's just a dog, is just like, oh yikes! What if this had wings and could breathe fire? That this this would be great. She loves animals, so naturally she wants more. 
Um, she wants more animals. And all types of animals. She's not discriminating. You know, she wants cats. She wants dogs. I mean, she has a wolf already, but, you know, more's better. Mm-hmm. Um, the more, the merrier. She wants dragons. She's okay with a horse. I mean, and she's not against magical creatures either. It's just, you know, phoenixes. That's perfectly fine. Hellhounds. So what drives this um, desire to collect? Uh... <laughs> Oh, I know man. it's not stemmed from playing Pokemon in your youth because no. you didn't, even um, though it's 100% no. up your ally, alley. Um, I mean, one, for me, I love animals. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a vet. However, I can't really stomach blood. Yeah. So Kind of makes it that. tough to do that. Um, but I love animals. I love rescuing them. So we've always had a lot of animals. Dogs, cats, fish. I had a couple of ducks once. I had a squirrel once. Mm-hmm. Um, we rescued animals a lot. People would just drop off their cats that they no longer wanted. And we naturally, you know, they dropped it off at our road. They'd come to us. And we got a fish at the fair the other day. We got a fish just kinda at the fair the other day. More just show up. Yes. Uh... I love deer. I don't mm. like to eat deer because I see them in our yard. Mm, they're tasty. Gross. Um, I see them in our yard. I see mamas and their babies eating whatever they can find in our yard. So I really don't like the idea of eating them. I mean, I know some people do, and that's, you know, y'all's decision. Circle of life. I know. But, um, so... We've actually kind of made our own little, I guess, mm-hmm. sanctuary for them. We've put out food for them and made sure everyone knows that our land, our property is off limits. Mm-hmm. Um, so while they're on our land, they're free from being shot at. Uh, so I guess I wanted that to bleed in to Dungeons & Dragons. I I love dragons. Mm-hmm. Love them. How do you feel about Dungeons? I don't like dungeons. Um, I love dragons, and actually, I can't have one in real life, so I want to have one in the game. I mean, that's fair. Uh, A lot of Dungeons and Dragons is just wish fulfillment for stuff you can't do in real can't or is difficult to do in real life. It's pretty difficult to own a dragon in real life. It's pretty difficult to own a dragon. Uh, Part of me wants uh, a bearded dragon just because of the name. Yeah, that's. Mm -hmm. That's about probably as close as you're going to get. Yeah. And they're pretty cute as babies. Like, they're really small. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of cute. And then, like, you can fashion the little dragon wings and you can put it on, like, the little dragon wing costume. I'm pretty sure our old housemates have done that. <laughs> like, just to be honest. Um, is she allergic to any- anything? Mm-hmm. I really actually haven't thought about that. Yeah. Um, cotton i guess she's uh i mean she's never she's wear finer clothing so she probably you can make finer clothing out of cotton (laughs) can you yeah um that is not finer clothing that is a tank top it's a machine tank top though oh my gosh that's not i would say machine is the height of clothing quality (laughs) um i actually really haven't thought about what she's allergic to Mm -hmm. does she like to dance I would 
assume yeah. Or does she know how to dance? She rather? knows how to dance. She mm-hmm. naturally Probably took cotillion. She, yes, naturally she'd have those lessons. Um back home again they're powerful rich wealthy Mm -hmm. old southern money so naturally she would have dancing lessons and balls and her 18th birthday was probably a ball so it probably was going to be one did she attend it or did she run away before she she ran away before that's kind of what i was thinking just from Um, the context you've given me so i would um, assume she knows how to dance she might like it i don't know yeah she hasn't really had the time to dance lately, so... No, not really. I can't say that y'all have attended any uh, clubs or anything. No. Uh, what is her preferred method of reward? What does she like to collect? Like, what kind of loot is her favorite? <laughs> uh, animals. Okay, other than I, animals, that's I true. I collected... We, she collected uh, Belladonna from loot. Okay, so you'd say uh, that... Basically... She's your favorite loot, I guess. She's my favorite loot. Um, she also likes money, naturally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but gems, jewels. I was about to say that's the answer I had in mind because I've been looking at your inventory. I just, have a lot. Of I them. have a digital inventory on this laptop we're recording on, and you got a lot of gems just hanging out. Because I'm, I have to figure out how to make it into jewelry. Oh, that's right. That's what she's allergic to. Because. As a druid, oh, she yeah. can't. She only can touch like wood and stuff. She can't do metal. Yeah. So that's probably what she was allergic to. Yeah, so as like, a you child. can't really wear metal. Yeah. I can't wear anything metal. Mm-hmm. I'd have to have something underneath to protect the skin contact. So like that's probably what she was alert. She's allergic to because mm-hmm. like as a child, you know, she'd have the fancy jewelry and gems and like that's mostly metal and so yeah. she'd probably get that greenish blue tint on her skin t- tint on her skin probably would itches. it still be greenish blue if she's pink like that's a good gun? question it might be purple yeah. i don't know um is she a morning person i'm not so she might not be um but uh i don't th- i don't know i don't think so I mean, nine's probably the earliest. Yeah. Because that's usually when I get up. Yeah. If not influenced by outside factors. Like like alarm clocks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What, what, okay, what has been your favorite moment playing Wisteria? When I got Belladonna. So, okay, how did you, how did did you get Belladonna? He did not expect that. Um, wait. Do you remember all the details behind it? I want to say it was the same cave that I killed murdered. all those, murdered yeah. all those goblins. It was. Um, so there's this big nasty dude that we're supposed to Clark the bugbear. Uh huh. Um, kill because like we're rescuing friends and all, and he has a wolf companion, mm-hmm. and so we're like peeking in the room trying to figure out how on earth. Are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. When I remember that I have the ability to talk to animals. So we immediately started doing that little whistling and snapping our fingers trying to get... It was like a combination of uh, animal, here, animal friendship, beef jerky, and speak with animals. Yes. Um, kind of like, come here, doggy. Uh, and so she came and like I had a nice conversation with her and managed to convince her to join our side 
Yeah, like I played <laughs> I played Clark this. as I would assume that, you know, he this this was uh, in Cragwall Cavern. There's plenty of like chained up wolves and like Which I, I also tried to rescue all of those, but he wouldn't let me. I did not exactly want you run it. Could you imagine three more Belladonnas? That would be awesome. I would have to throw hordes of monsters at you guys. Um I don't but, see the problem with yeah, having yeah. three more Belladonna. I guess not. But um, that was also, I think, your first use of Thunderwave, too. It might be. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Clark, I, I did not imagine him being a very doting pet owner. And so I kind of made it where uh, you, with the different factors that you had brought to the table, that you were able to convince Bella to help you out in this combat. And it just kind of went on from there, as yeah. in just y'all kept feeding her. You, I think the first thing you did after you made it to town was get her a collar. I bought her uh, pet supplies. I bought her a little collar. I made sure she had food. I probably bought her some squeaky toys. Fantasy squeaky toys, yeah. Fantasy squeaky toys. I doted on her. Yeah. It was awesome. So she's basically been a regular party member up to this point. Yes, she has her own sheet. Yep. Because she helps us. She in has fights. her own stats in roll twenty. Yes, so, she. Yeah. Uh, she it's, she has her own little uh little icon. I'm pretty sure your first like when you remembered that you can do spells was after. To heal yes, exactly to heal. But you realize like oh, yikes! Now that she's in combat, she can get hit too. And then you're like. I can't have her dying on me. Yeah, no. I was so upset that she was hurt because, like, what if she decides to leave me? Yeah. So, like, I immediately started using up, like, all of my spell slots just to heal her. Yeah, like, she has probably received more healing than any of the other party members. Uh, yeah, probably, to be honest. Yeah, and, like, you were, you were not the party healer, but you were the one that could. I'm the one who has... Like, druids can be played as healers. Uh more of the options, more of the chances to be the yeah. healer. Yeah, so I think it's really um, funny that you're playing her like a almost like a pseudo fighter Yeah. just like running in. I think I gave you the option at one point. I was like, you're like, I want a sword. I was like, well, scimitars, druids are proficient in and you're like, I want a long sword. I'm I want like, a right. sword, okay? Yeah. I'm mostly basing this off of uh, aesthetics Yeah. and I don't like the look of scimitars. I like the look of long swords. Admittedly, when like one of, when I because the character that I play is also a druid See, I we, they don't know a whole lot about we we'll we go into that. Are very similar. I, yes, both we of have, our characters have canonically ran away from their parents under a misunderstanding, <laughs> and both of them were druids. Now she knew. I think it was after I, her character. I knew yours was a druid. Yeah, I think like I didn't say much about it. I was like, yeah, he's he's a druid, whatever. And then when I gave you the options of just like what sounded kind of like something that you would do, you were like, I want to be a druid, and I was like, oh, that's funny. Like, Druids can talk to animals. Naturally, yeah. I'd want to be a druid. Yeah, exactly. And we went to... Op I wanted the plant side of druid magic. You wanted the animal I side of druid I wanted the animal magic. side of druid magic. So, yeah. Um, you have the ability to heal and just really just jumped into it. And when I was, when I was like, oh, scimitars, <laughs> I don't really like the way they look either. But I was thinking like a cavalry sword. It's kind of like... It's kind of a... 
a curved blade too so that's what I was picturing if he ever had a sword it would be a cavalry saber nope I'm basing this off of like fable yeah I, I play a lot of fable and I've been basing a lot of her outfits from there um also the swords you know I like the look of some long swords in fable more than I like the look of the cutlass mm-hmm. so it was just yeah, it was definitely going to be a longsword and not a scimitar. Of course, yeah. Well, you've definitely proven yourself to be pretty capable with it, regardless of proficiency or not. Um, so is there any parting words that you have with, regarding Wisteria? Anything like anything that you're looking forward to or something that you would like to... I'm looking forward to getting a dragon. Anything short-term that you're looking forward to? Um, like, any ideas that you have for her development development coming up? Other than multi-classing and, I guess, a dragon? Um, Word on the street is you want a dragon. I want a dragon. Um, I don't even care what kind of dragon it is. I just want a dragon. Well, you might be getting a bearded dragon, then. Because that's about Dude, all... Dude, no! That's about all the initiative can handle at this point. <laughs> See, like, there's dragons dragons. Yeah. And then there's fairy dragons, mm-hmm. which are really cute. And then I made the mistake of showing her a picture of one, then, which they are cute. Then there's pseudo dragons, which mm-hmm. that's the only reason why I want a dragon, is to sit on my shoulder and, like, ride with me. Like, that's why I want a dragon, mostly. I don't, I don't want one to fly with. I have my own wings. Um, that's true. You do have your own wings. So, like... I want a I want a small little tiny baby dragon to carry with me, and then he's like, "Well, okay, I could get you a, a fairy dragon, maybe, without the wings though. What the heck? Well, the wings are really pretty. It, the wings. I was planning on it to grow into the wings. That was what that was. I was planning this thing to get big. I was making Pokemon for you. Yeah, he's trying to make Pokemon for me. I have no idea what he's talking about. Dude, you should play it. For someone who likes to collect animals and stuff, and then throw them into combat. Look, Bella wasn't meant to be put into combat. At first, she was just a companion animal. What do you think was going to happen? But then, you know... Turned out that she was better at physical combat than most of the party. She was better at physical combat than most of the party. Yeah. See, uh... I don't know about that now. Yolan's doing pretty good. Yolan believes that he's the tank. Bella's the tank. Alright? He he relies on her almost as much as I do. (laughs) He's like... Hey Bella, come here. You 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 wanna you wanna eat this monster? Cause I don't wanna fight it. So like, yeah. You wanna fight it for me? That's basically what happens. I mean, it'd be also easier to hit something that wasn't moving. So uh, if Bella was holding on to it, I, yeah. Bella's been a pretty useful member of she the party. She has been very useful. the unofficial fourth member of our party. Yes. But that's all we have for this episode of Tell Me About Your Elf. If you like what we're doing here, uh, please check us out on Twitter. It's at, uh, what is it, T-M-A-Y-E cast. We also have a Facebook page that is also titled the same thing. Um, if there is a way to review us on iTunes or anything like that, please do that. Uh, if not, you know, that's okay too, I guess. But thank you for joining us for this episode of Tell Me About Your Elf, and we will see you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.